The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Thanks for joining me tonight. So we are going to be talking about intuition with my special guest, Lisa Kay, who is the author of the book, Intuition on Demand. Now, she has a PhD in metaphysics as well as engineering and psychobiology. And we're going to be talking about how to access your intuition and how to tell the difference between intuition and imagination, as well as many other things. It's going to be a great show. So stay tuned for the entire hour. You're going to love this information. Now, I believe that all who are listening around the world are choosing to evolve from the rather hectic third dimension into the fifth dimension and that's why I think it's so necessary for us to each develop our own intuition. Along with developing our intuition we all feel the need to address the lack of self-worth that we have within ourselves and this is so very very important for us to address right now. One of the ways that we can start believing in ourselves and our abilities is by self-awareness of our thoughts. Yes, that does mean that it's time that we start monitoring all of our thoughts. And we need to take it very seriously now, like never before. This is a very simple procedure, and once we start using it, we actually can train our mind to keep on monitoring. Therefore, we can shift the way that we're thinking at a faster speed. I have a friend who wakes up depressed and and wanders around depressed as she continues to talk about why she is so miserable. In other words, she is in her full-blown victim identity. As much as I could talk to her about letting go some of the thoughts and developing a new way of thinking, she clings to her misery. Well, why is this? Well, it's because she doesn't believe she has the power to change her thoughts. Isn't that sad? She doesn't believe in her personal power to create a new life. And when you feel powerless, who wouldn't feel depressed? You have heard me say this very often, that there's only one thing that you have control over, and that is your thoughts. Yet some people find it's more comfortable to feel like a victim. It's what they're used to. And it's kind of like self-preservation. They say, I'm okay. It's the other person who's evil. (laughs) And not only that, this is the only way my friend can get attention from others. She doesn't have a clue that victimhood is a real turnoff to many people. So she ends up losing friends one by one and then gain new ones and then often blame her friends for not understanding her. What a vicious circle. Well, I have been there. I have done that. And I have been a, an incredible, perpetual victim for the majority of my life. And it wasn't until I started saying, no, I'm going to think another way, did my world start changing. Now, we all get down. It's normal for any human or any animal. They go through a little bit of depression as well. 
But if you stay there longer than a half a day, you are not using your powers of choosing your thoughts. Remember, you can only change that for which you are willing to accept responsibility. And if they can't accept responsibility for their thoughts and actions, the disconnect starts immediately from others around them and from the energy of all that is. All of a sudden, they are stuck in the muck and can't get out for long periods of time. Now, that's the reason for this show and for Law of Attraction Radio Network. The basic premise of the Law of Attraction is to take complete and total responsibility for your thoughts and actions. In the Law of Attraction field, there's no such thing as being a victim because being a victim steals away your power and you give that power to another individual so that you feel like a victim. Again, it's a non-ending circle. So our daily message is to keep your power. Don't give it away to others who tend to make you upset. Keep it and create something better because that is your power. Nobody can take it away from you, but you can give it away. And remember, 2018 is about manifesting at rapid speed because we are now flowing through the fourth dimension portal into the fifth dimension. You can't get into the fifth dimension if you are a victim because that is an issue retained and preserved in the third dimension. Does that make sense? Well, that's why I brought on Lisa Kay to help us understand that our intuition can guide us to soar to a new heights and a new reality. We need that intuition to be developed now. So let's take a fast break. And when we get back, we will have Lisa Kay with her book, Intuition on Demand. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. I'm back and you are listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio with Jules. I want to remind you that there is a brand new free hypnosis MP3 that you can download into your computer or your phone. We still have the money activation hypnosis MP3, but now we have how to find your true love hypnosis MP3. And Constance Arnold is giving away her own MP3 about how to have a winning mindset. And it's brilliant. All of these will remain free for your enjoyment. So how do you get it? It's very easy. Just go to loaradionetwork.com forward slash free dash money. 
and sign up for the update because I plan to add new ones on a consistent basis. This is our gift to you for listening to our network and for choosing to take your power and keep your power so that you can create a beautiful new life. Now we're beginning to work on the next issue of Law of Attraction magazine, which is featuring Dr. Sue Mortar on the cover. And this is going to be a great issue. We've got some really exciting things going on with it. So I urge you to go sign up for a print subscription now, or just read all the previous issues for free digitally. We are having such a fun, fun time with this magazine, and it is expanding like you wouldn't believe. I mean, we have had about 4,000 copies printed up in Japan. (laughs) It's so exciting. Oh, my goodness. So be on the lookout for the next issue, which is actually March 1st. Now, let's talk to Lisa Kay, the expert on how you can develop your intuition. Welcome, Lisa Kay, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm so glad you could be with me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Um, So we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is intuition and you are an author and a speaker and a teacher specializing in intuition and how people can develop it so that they can use it for every aspect of their lives and I think this is incredibly important uh, for everyone to grasp because it's something that can be developed oh yes absolutely it's a it's part of our biology. That's right, it is. So tell me, um, how did you get into focusing in on intuition? Have you always had access to it, or did you develop it yourself? Um, I started out, uh, you know, not being intuitive at all, uh, and but I loved it. I thought it was the most fascinating thing on earth. You know, I wanted to be uh, very intuitive. I always thought that people who could know things with just you know out of the blue, not to get on that plane and and follow that guidance, and uh, was just like magic. And they say that everybody has the ability to be intuitive. So I wanted I wanted to be intuitive myself. So I went out and and studied and um, with a lot of great teachers. And I also used my background and. Uh, psychobiology science and and try to figure it all out and and make it work for me wonderful so how long did it take you to develop it well that's a great question when did did you first notice that hey wait a minute this is starting to really work (laughs) you know it's interesting I think no I'm thinking back on it um one of the things that helped you know it's a growth in terms of a skill kind of thing like anything. So um, there were um, some immediate successes that I had when I started to do some, learn some techniques and use them and understand exactly what intuition is in terms of how it comes to you inside. Uh, and that helped me pick up information right away. Um, I think what happened over time is it started to grow in terms of more detail, more facility, uh, being able to use it uh, when I wanted to and get more information and get more and use it on the things that I was looking to use it for. And that's, you know, that took a period of, I would say um, what really influenced it the most was how much I practiced and used it. And I, I did, I was, you know, using it and practicing it and, and doing um, intuitive work with other people uh, in terms of um, helping them, you know, doing some intuitive readings with them. And, and that increased my skill um, quite a bit. And I would say it took probably, I'm guessing, probably about a, a year before I became really, you know, super intuitive and very confident in it. Let's put it that way. Okay, confident. That, mm-hmm. That's a key word. So what is your definition of intuition well intuition is defined as knowing without knowing how you know it mm. and so so that's a, a pretty broad definition but it is um, 
it's pretty clear in what it is. And there are things that we know intuitively. Uh, we don't know how it comes to us. It just appears. We haven't deduced it. We haven't thought it out. We haven't, you know, tried to logic it out. And uh, it just, we just know. And that, so that's a pretty good specific definition of what intuition is. Wonderful. So what are some of the steps that a person could start to uh, get in touch with their intuition? Well, what the first thing you need to do is you need to understand how intuition comes to you and how it comes to all of us, actually. There are specific characteristics of intuition, which, um, by the way, actually, and fascinatingly enough for me, was discovering that the way certain parts of our brain work is exactly the same way people get intuition. So I like to say that our uh, the intuitive part of our brain is actually the right side of our brain, which is the right hemisphere. And the, the right hemisphere... Uh, is processing information in ways that we're um, probably not so much used to. So that's the side that is what we call intuitive, but it also processes information in terms of symbols, in terms of pictures, in terms of abstract concepts. It sees the big picture. It knows what's the difference. You know, here are two pictures that are the same. One thing's different, you know, and, you know, what is that thing that's different? It's the right side of your brain that figures that out in an instant. Um, The left side of your brain is the side that's the thinking side. It's the side that deduces things, and it's the side that um, has ego and judgment. So that's the non-intuitive part of your thinking, the non-intuitive part of your brain. So when you understand how the intuitive side of your brain works, um, it helps you know how intuition comes to you. And that was one of the biggest questions I had. Well, you know, how do people know those things? How do they, what is it like inside? What are they experiencing? And they're getting information in bits and pieces that are through images, pieces of images, um, a very quick, maybe abstract thought or a, a word or two and, and, and or a feeling. There are a lot of different ways. And so that's the, the first step in being able to um, get a good handle on your intuition is knowing the characteristics of intuition and, and what is it like inside you. Uh, the second thing is to be able to have a technique that works with your intuitive brain so to speak, to gather the information that is being presented you, to you intuitively so that it makes some sense. And, and that's basically what uh, my book is about in, ter- in terms of giving you a step-by-step um, technique that will help you g- gather that information so it does make sense to you. Mm. So, so those are the two major components. So how does the pineal gland play into this because that's the third eye and I stress pineal health dramatically because it's like um, where you're getting download of information Mm -hmm. so how does it play out with the intuition is that Uh, where we get it Uh, I know it's the right hand side but Mm -hmm. I think that health uh, and decalcification of the pineal gland is so important. The pineal gland is a fascinating gland. Mm -hmm. And what it is, it's actually, um, and they call it the third eye for a lot of reasons. So scientifically, and this is what I found was fascinating. So the way the brain evolved over the years is, you know, if you believe in evolution, that we um, started out as uh, as mammals and, and, kind of a lower evolved creature and the brain started out actually much smaller and it was and as we evolved into homo sapiens what grew in our brain is what we call the cortex uh, the neocortex, which is the the top part of the brain. Mm-hmm. Now the pineal gland is actually um, centered in the middle of your head, right and it's it's middle, lower yeah. and it's lower down. It's actually below the neocortex. And so um, back when you know the lesser of well the 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 lower evolved animals, if you wanted um, an example, would be say the lizard or a, a frog. So their brains are very small because they're not missing that neocortex. So what is le- so their pineal gland or their third eye is actually closer to the top of their heads because they don't have that all that brain material on top of it and what they've discovered is that that gland in these 
animals is actually, it really is a third eye. It actually can sense light. And it's, uh, they theorize that it's used um, for sensing light, that it's used for sensing, um, I, I believe it's also uh, in birds, who also have smaller brains, um, it helps them navigate, and, and we're not exactly sure. Um, so as we have evolved, that gland is still in our brains, it's just that the top part started to grow, and now it's in the center of our brains. So metaphysically, one of the things that the the metaphysicians, those who can see metaphysical energy uh, and see the energy that comes into us um, that's metaphysical and that brings in information to us, one of the things that they have um, they say is that that metaphysical energy comes into our heads. And it comes in through, you know, the center of our brow, and it actually follows along the lines of our visual, uh, our, our neural pathways, the actual physical neural pathways. And but then it also, instead of going straight to our visual cortex, which is in the back of your head, it actually goes around. It makes a little uh, turn, so to speak, and it goes around the pineal gland. It actually bypasses. This is the metaphysical energy now, and it bypasses. It goes around it, and then it shoots back to our visual cortex. And so that's how we actually get um, information from this metaphysical uh, energy as it's passing through our heads and goes through the or around the pineal gland, and it's and it's actually um, activating it. And it, remember, the pineal gland is actually able to sense this energy and so that is believed to be the connection between our our sense our intuitive sense of um, if you want to call it sight that uh, can sense this medical metaphysical energy by going through that pathway and why the pineal gland is actually involved in it does that make sense yes absolutely um, and also the, the reason why I feel it needs to have a lot of focus to strengthening that gland. It's because of the fluoride in the water, and I've read studies after studies after studies that calcifies and hardens up that pineal gland mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that it doesn't accept the vibration. So you are, in fact, not only blocking the natural-made melatonin in the body that helps you to sleep, you are actually blocking all of this information flowing in through the collective mm -hmm. consciousness. And, and I think that is where if people can focus in on what they need to do to strengthen that, they're going to allow a, a deeper sense of what's going on or a deeper connection. I would have to say, to everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I think that that's one of the important um, components for me anyway. And also, mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, you know, like there's like um, massage therapists. Um, I'm a hypnotherapist. Um, and there's all of these other people like uh, Reiki masters and everything. They are developing their intuition mm -hmm. at really high speeds. And I found with me, as we are connecting to that person, there's more information that flows, especially mm -hmm. that massage therapist. Boy, they pick up so, so much information without even trying. So it's that contact between the the skin that actually helps too is that correct because i really haven't done research on yeah. that but i find it fascinating well i i believe um you know uh, one of the reasons why i studied um energy healing is because this energy thing kept coming up over and over again in uh, all this you know intuitive psychic development and i was like well what is this what is this energy, this psychic energy, this metaphysical energy. And uh, so I went and I studied, I studied um, Reiki and I studied uh, IET and I studied Qigong. And Qigong is the ancient, um, the first, I believe, uh, study in energy, metaphysical energy by I, the Chinese right. 5,000 yes. years ago. Yes. And, and, and yes, and the word Qigong actually means qi is energy and gong means work. And um, 
so you know really getting into that and and becoming an energy healer and i've discovered um a lot about this metaphysical energy and and uh working even with crystal energy which i think is fascinating and starting to feel it and move it and and being able to um connect to it and to other people's energy was is a very enlightening process um and i believe you know uh from my studies in metaphysics and um, and biology and psycho- psychobiology, it, it's the way it's all connected. So the energy of the universe, which is what I believe, is uh, the energy that's in everything, right? Energy, and I, I know this is well um, repeated over and over again, is that all is energy, and that and physics says that energy can only be, it can not be created. And it can, cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. Now, that's from physics. That's what the scientists say. And so it means it can only be transformed. If that's the case, then everything that we have, everything you see, everything you feel, everything that's physical, the chair you're sitting on, right, the room that you're in, is made of energy. And it's all the same thing. It can only be transformed. So if that's the case, then... Uh, what the metaphysicians believe is that um, the that our physical bodies are born out of um, the metaphysical energy first. The, the metaphysical energy is exists first, so there is a matrix of energy that our physical body and everything that is physical is is built upon, right? So the energy comes first, and then the physical it manifests, and you and that is part of how we can connect two things and then the Chinese believe that energy and as, as well as all these other energetic philosophies is that energy is constantly flowing and that it's flowing into you it's floating out of you it's coming in it's re- it's rejuvenating you it's nourishing you um, and that energy your energetic health is is important to your physical health and uh, all everything else because everything is energy so whether it's your mind body and spirit it's it's very important so when people getting back to your question and your point is that those people who are working with the body in terms of energy so if it's reiki um and and i think even massage therapists they are working with what i believe is that they're helping um move energy through the physical side you know right. when you are able to uh, get your get your circulation flowing and the fluids that are flowing in your body you know and, and getting the quote toxins out um, that's going to help your energy flow as well and when you do that uh, you become more connected to this information that comes to you intuitively so that was a long answer to yeah. your short <laughs> yeah, question yeah but it was a great one it was very good so let me ask you how do you know, and I know this is a big question for everybody who's listening, how do you know that you are getting the right message? How do you know that it, it's just not your imagination? Okay, well, there, there, are, two, there are a couple answers to that. Um, the first thing, well, let me tell you what the first one is. The first one is you have to practice. Mm-hmm. So it's like any skill, right? Um and I, I actually talk about it in the book. Don't, you know, don't um, you want to practice and know that what you're doing is working? So that's the way that you know this working. So if you're learning how to play tennis, you're going to practice hitting the ball. Let's say if you're learning how to serve, uh, you want to hit that ball and make sure it goes into the service box. Well, if you practice in in um, in the dark, so to speak. Uh, you'll never know if it goes into the box, right? So you have to practice in a way that you can validate what you get. So that means that as you're practicing, you want to practice using exercises where you can find out what the answer is. So so a good intuition, so here's a good intuition exercise is uh, you want to use your intuition to say, into it what uh, your friend had for lunch today or your spouse, so to speak, and uh, in terms of someone that you know. Mm-hmm. And then you can ask them later and validate what you received, right? But if yeah. you use, say, you know, your favorite movie star and f- 
try to intuit what they had for lunch today. Well, unless you know them personally, you're not going to be able to get the answer. So you can't validate that. So that's the way you start to know whether your intuition is right or not. You build your skill as you're practicing and you start to get more and more hits and and you start to know, okay, that's what it feels like. I know how it comes to me. It comes quickly. Oh, I, 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 I saw that flash of a picture and the picture was right. Um, now I know how it comes as opposed to, and maybe the flash was, you know, just a portion of an image as opposed to something in detail. And you realize, oh, I get it now. Or that feeling when you walk into a room and you feel um, uneasy and it start maybe there's a little funny feeling that goes down your spine or um, maybe down your shoulders. And then you, every time you um, do that, you find out that maybe there was uh, anger in the room or you, you're meeting somebody who you um, who you don't click with or they're just you know not not pleasant people to be around and um, you start to go oh I notice that now I know that feeling of when I feel that that's what it means so that's how you start to learn what your intuition is telling you you practice make sure you can practice on something that's validatable and uh, then you start to know that is uh, that's good so you you practice like that and you get it validated which is great but what if there are other things or other thoughts that are coming to you and you can't validate them but there's something that's telling you like for instance those that are feeling that something negative is going to be flowing to them mm-hmm. how do they know how do they how do they verify that within them? Uh, well, that again, you know that you still. This is why you have to to build your skill. And I I talk to a lot of people about this. You know, they learn a technique and they're like, all right, now let me go out and and try it. And then they try it on, you know, big questions. Um, should I, you know, should I date that guy? Should I take this job? And it's like, you know getting on the skis, somebody teaching you how to, you know, how to maybe do the pizza thing to slow down or turn your skis. And they say, all right, I'm ready for the black. You know, I'm ready to go down the black diamond. Well, no, you're not. You know, you got to practice. You have to work on it. So as you get your skill built and as you get better at it, then you're going to know uh, when that negative thing is real and, and when, you know, if that feeling is right because you really do start to know whether you're, you know, what your intuition feels like and how it comes to you. Right. And so, you know, so it, it'll, it, it'll get better as time goes along. So that's wow. the best answer I could give you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just that you've got to start learning to trust yourself and you do that by verification and And practicing yeah because you know i'm going to go back to tennis again um how do you know that you're going to get that ball every time you serve that ball it's going to go into the service box how do you know that how do you when you pick up that ball how do you know that 99 percent of the time you're going to get it in the box Mm. you have to practice exactly so how accurate i mean there's not any intuitive that is a hundred percent accurate. That's correct. Or it, so, what is the the place the the percentage that is the average? Well, I think um, you know, for somebody who's highly intuitive, is who's developed their skills, and this even goes with people who. From what I've seen, people who were, quote, born, you know, knowing or, or have that skill when they're young, they, too, um, develop it, and they have to develop it. And those people who are uh, great intuitives or great psychics, you know, they develop their skills to the point – they continue to develop it. Um, so, like anything, you have to develop. And, um, you know, so they get to the point where they're – accuracy is very high it can be you know 85 90 95 percent correct and uh and again you're absolutely right not not everybody is 100 percent, and there are a bunch of reasons for that and some of the reasons even when you're that skilled um are it could be that what you're picking up is uh hasn't happened yet it's something in the future it could be that um you misinterpreted it it could be that it's um, not a message for you, but someone else. <laughs> that someone else is, you know, will understand it. 
so there are, are, are um, you know, a plethora of reasons why. Um, so not you may not know, and it could also be that you just you know you didn't get it right. Um, so that it's not necessarily that you're wrong, but there are a lot of different reasons. Now, that being said, it, said there still is a lot of accuracy there. So I think for the average person, I think if you you get into you know over fifty percent, it depends you know on what it is that you're using it for. It's not a black and white science, and I think what is more difficult is when you're using your intuition for things that are high, are charged uh, highly charged emotionally mm-hmm. um, and that becomes a little more difficult so um, there are a lot of factors involved with the accuracy and, and what you're using it for um, but that being said again you know as you practice and you are able to um, understand how your intuition works for you it's going to be more accurate in whatever you use it for and the other thing I'd like to tell people is that your intuition is often gives you guidance it's not always giving you the answer that you're looking for or maybe the end um, goal you know it's like do this and you'll win a million dollars that's not often how it gives you information it's often giving you guidance okay you know it'll push you in the direction that you're um, that you would like to have an outcome for, or it it, it will give you um, a clue to what's happening in the current situation today. Mm-hmm. Most people want to use their intuition for the future, and it's that becomes a little tricky because uh, the future is based on people's free will and sort of where energy is is going, where the momentum is going at the moment, but not necessarily. So it could shift. Hmm. Yeah. What about with people who are intuitives, and I, I consider myself an intuitive, um, mm-hmm. what, in the law of attraction, we can sometimes influence someone um, that may not um, be right. So are we, if someone comes along and, and says, you have Lyme disease, and in fact, you really don't is that influencing them to change their mindset and focus in on something that maybe is not correct do you see what i'm saying yeah i guess that's the question of um you know if you're thinking you know in the terms of law of attraction are you creating your future absolutely right and that's a good question um that's one of those things that uh you know, um, my students and uh, and even my son. You know, he he had a he, he had a premonition about me getting very ill, very sick. Oh. And he, yeah, you know, what had happened was um, the I had uh, I had gotten very ill. I, th- I had the I thought I had the flu, and it turned out. Long story short, was that I had. Uh, a heart infection and Ooh. they hadn't figured it out for a couple of weeks and I was getting sicker and sicker and um, the other half of that story was I used my intuition to help me get to get help which Thank saved goodness. my life yes yeah, so that's that's the half of the story but the other half of the story is that my son who at the time was 10 when this happened um, had dreams about it he had dreams four years prior when he was in first grade he was six years old and he told me after a um, you know, I had gotten well, and he said, "You know, mommy, I had dreams about you being sick." And he said, "Do you remember when I was in first grade and I had that horrible, horrible dream?" And I said, "Oh gosh, I do remember." And what happened was, he ran to me one morning. He's, "Mommy, mommy, mommy, I had this horrible dream." I, I, I said, "What? What?" He said, "I dreamt you got sick and they took you away in an ambulance." And I said, "No, no, no, I'm okay. Look, I'm fine. I'm not sick." Right? I thought it was just, you know, a child's bad dream. Well, he told me after I had gotten sick, he said that that was the first one, and he would have the dream over and over and over again, and it would recur, and it, and the same events would happen, play out, but they got became more and more detailed as it got closer and closer to my actually being sick. And he remembers in the dream, he said he dreamt about the policeman, that he was bald, where he was standing in the living room, his posture, the things he said, and seeing me being taken away in the ambulance. He said everything. And so, you know, I started to think, fortunately, you know, everything worked out all right, but I I felt bad for him because I started to think, oh my gosh, this small child 
is probably now thinking, did I make it happen? Right? Mm. And I think, um, I think that, I don't think he made it happen. No. I think he saw it coming. Uh, and, it, and what was really interesting about it was that it was fuzzy in, you know, years prior, and then as it got closer and closer to the actual happening, it became more detailed. And it's almost as if the energy of the universe, you know, things are set in motion through whatever you want to call it, thoughts, right? Law of attraction, what you put out. And, you know, did I make it happen to myself? I don't know. There, there's probably, I think, I'd like to believe there's more than just me making things happen to me. Um, I think I have, I'm a co-creator. And, but I, I, and for whatever reason, and I'm a bigger person than my little ego mind, right? I've my higher self, I've got my soul, who knows what the plan was for me to go through that. And, you know, I could come up with a bunch of reasons for why, and thank God, you know, I, I, everything came out okay. Um, So I guess going back to your question, um, I think a lot, okay, I tell people, that intuitive messages, that information is just that. It's information. It's like reading the newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, well, what should I do with it? And it's like, well, it's information. You know, it's does, it doesn't mean that when you get a message that you must do something about it. You know, the universe is bigger than you. And if, yeah. if there is, <laughs> is, if someone is meant to get the message, you might not be the messenger. They'll get it some way. You know, the universe will make it happen some other way. It's so complex. So, And that's what I learned in studying science. It'll blow your mind. Physics blows your mind how, how complex things are. And so I think that um, you get an intuitive message. What do you do with it? It's information. Somebody says you have Lyme disease. All right, now I'm thinking about it. Am I going to create it? Well, you know, you still can use the the methodology the methods of the law of attraction say you know what i don't want to get lyme disease exactly forget it so i'm not gonna think like that yeah you're talking about somebody else not me not me (laughs) exactly but but you know what that what your story of your son and that was brilliant it also shows that intuition comes in many different forms yeah. through dreams, through muscle testing, through all of these other things, sure. right? Yes. Well, you know, I'd like to say that your body, and, and uh, actually I was reading a little more about this the other day um, through some uh, research that was done in science, is that uh, your whole body, and I believe this, is, is a receiver and a transmitter, a receiver of, of intuitive information, and um, you want to talk about you know you've got energy portals throughout your body um, and information is coming in that way and you also physically you have what they call little mini brains in different parts of your body you know and I was just thinking about it the other day about like oh you know that kind of makes sense because there are creatures on this earth where they don't have a brain they just have a neural system that goes throughout their body and they still function right yeah. if they don't have a brain so we have but we as human beings we have different neurological systems within us that actually function to um keep our body going so we have a, a what they believe already you know an an enteric nervous system which is the brain in our gut we've got a brain in our heart and those things are helping those organs function and they remember and process information so with all that going on just think of all the information that we are gathering you know intuitively throughout our bodies yes um and i heard that the heart has a brain the stomach has a brain matter of fact a lot of the organs do so it's really interesting how there is a connection in all of these different ways in which you receive information. It's it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, good, good. Isn't it exciting? Here. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah. so cool. Well, what it does, it gives the power back to us instead yes. of taking and giving our power away. We take it back, and we we were all born with this power. So we just have to develop it. And that's why I think what you are doing in teaching is so important because you're giving people their power back to get the messages themselves. 
and to help others to fully be aware that we are living beyond this third dimensional world. We're really living in many dimensions and we can go forward. So this is what's so exciting. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. And that's, you know, that when I, when my intuition um, was able, when I was able to use it to help me and my health, I, you know, that's why I was like, you know, I can't keep this to myself. It, and, you know, if I could do this, if I could learn how to develop it from scratch, then I can, you know, other people can too. And everybody has that right to access it and, and be able to help there. I mean, I think, actually, I was talking to um, my husband this morning about, it. I think that, that your intuition is your gift from your creator to uh, to grow in every different way. I mean, you, not only does it help you touch and, and reach into what's beyond us, whether, you know, it's spiritually and, and physically, but, you know, um, it, it, why not? Why not use that? that that's, that's good. That's healing. Right. <laughs> that's spiritual growth. What else do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, spiritual growth. I like that a lot. And your book is called Intuition on Demand. Yes. Which is phenomenal. And people can go to www.intuitionondemandbook.com. And you also have um, another, you have a website where they can find out a lot more information, which is www.lmk88 auspicious number of eight I love mm-hmm. that dot com yeah. and I'll, I'm going to have links to this under my show notes and so people can go and click on that and go directly to her site where you can purchase the book and you know uh, this year this is a two year and I think from what I've been getting information on is this is a fast paced manifesting year and in order to manifest, in order to really understand, you've got to learn how you can connect with that intuition because that's going to make a dramatic difference in business, in relationships, in your making your dreams come true. You know, really, we were born with it. There's no reason for us not to develop it. Absolutely. And uh, what do you see for the future? Do you see this too? That that uh, we we this is in fact the next evolution of people to or of humans to really get down to the nitty gritty about us and how we're able to communicate with this energy of all that is. I I absolutely believe that, and I believe people are seeking uh, to better themselves. You know, um, one of the one of the Eastern beliefs is uh, that when we, as humans, when we are, when we're in uh, at a point in our life where we no longer have to, you know, fight for our food, meaning you have to go out and hunt or go out and grow your food and you don't have to worry about shelter and survival in that sense. Now you're freer to explore other things in your life and that becomes more of a spiritual growth, right? That becomes more of a a looking how we can better ourselves. And I think um, a lot of people are seeking that and they're seeking to improve themselves spiritually. and, and, And that's really, you know, everything that's that is within us and I, I think that people are, are seeking that and um, you know they also say that these young children that are being born today are special um, I was just watching somebody sent me a video uh, on Facebook and it was about these two little girls it was a little um, news story about these two little girls they were so young and they must have be about five six years old and they're best of friends and one is Caucasian and the other one is African American, and they love each other so much, and they claim that they're twins. Mm-hmm. And they do, and they love each other so much, and they uh, that they want to wear the same clothes, they want to do the same things, just like twins do. And um, and at one point, some other child said to them, "You, you're not twins. You can't be twins. 
you, you know, you don't have the same skin color. And one of the little girls, she said, um, that's not true, we are, um, because we have the same soul. And what a what a beautiful story, and uh, really? you know I I think that's you know that's what the the younger generation is coming. They're different. Uh, they're they're already you know connected. Um, and those of us who are not of that generation, we're looking to connect. And I and that's why I did it. That's why I studied intuition because it comes up over and over and over again in everything in your life. Not not only manifestation, manifesting what you want in life physically, but you know spiritually. Those people who have uh, evolved to become saints. You know, they're very, very intuitive, very psychic. Mm-hmm. And, but and they say that that's not the goal. You know, it's not the goal to become a saint to the, and, and or become psychic. <laughs> you know, that just it, the the path to sainthood isn't isn't uh, the goal isn't being psychic, but rather the goal is being you know one with God, and that along the way you attain these skills, you attain these uh, highly intuitive skills. It's just part of us. It's part of our evolution. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Very well put. You know, you were talking about, um, in just the few minutes we have left, you were talking about going out and hunting and and tracking and getting food. And that reminded me of this article that I wrote. Uh, it was about the study of these Indian guides who had very, very long hair. And they were so outstanding in their tracking, so intuitive, they can find anything. Hmm. And then they were hired by the military to track. And what the military did was cut their hair completely off. (gasps) And guess what? It turns out that their hair was their antenna or their intuition, kind of like hmm. Samson. And I thought they lost all of their their tracking skills. It was oh, that's amazing. fascinating. <laughs> Isn't that something? But you see, like you were saying, every part of the body has a brain and we're all it's all connected. And I, I just think, wow, this is fascinating. You're mm. absolutely correct. This is one fascinating subject that you can't get bored of. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so cool. It is. It is. So I am going to, again, recommend everybody go out and purchase this terrific book. You can't lose. I'll tell you. Intuitionondemandbook.com. Go there and purchase it. You're going to be so glad you did because once you start developing your intuition, wow, a whole new world's going to just open up for you. It's really incredible. Wouldn't you say that's correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's the beginning of a whole new life. Yeah. And just imagine what, you know, when your intuition is is right on and you can use it when you want on what you want and, you know, you're and you have something that you can help you get through life you could feel like somebody's got your back that you know that you're going to be guided and that you can be calm and secure and feel safe and and know that you're you know you're on the right track that's that's what i love about it absolutely absolutely i love this thank you so much for coming on the show lisa k with the letter k uh i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope you come back on because uh, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart and um something i fully believe in and you're a great teacher of it i can tell oh thank you so much for having me i was great it was a great great interview and i would love to come back thanks joel okay And to all my wonderful listeners, thank you so much. We'll be back next week with another great show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week.